ancient India, there is a collection of fables called the Panchatantra. Now, these stories were written to teach the importance of moral values such as wisdom, friendship, and good judgment. One of my favorites that I just recently came across is the story of the clever rabbit and the foolish lion. It goes something like this. Once upon a time, there lived a ferocious lion deep in the forest. All of the animals were terribly afraid as he would eat whatever animal he came across. I mean, he is a lion after all. Now, knowing that any given day, they may be his next snack, they had to take action. So the animals, they all gathered together and approached the lion with an offer that he could not refuse. Your Majesty, they approached, we beg of you to listen. If you continue killing us at this rate, very soon there will be no more of us left in the forest. If you agree to stay in your den, we will send you one animal per day as food. In this manner, not only will you get fed without having to hunt, but we can also ensure eh, our own survival, hopefully. The lion agreed, and each day the animals sent an animal of their kind to the lion's den. Well, one day, it was the turn of a young rabbit. Now, this rabbit was very clever. He didn't want to be eaten by the lion, no surprise, so he came up with a way to get rid of the lion forever. On the day he was supposed to go to the lion to become his meal, right? He got up very late, taking his time as he walked slowly towards the lion's den, even deciding to stop for a nap here and there on the way, maybe smelling some flowers, who knows. But he finally arrived at the lion's den as the sun was setting down late in the afternoon. Now, as you can imagine, during all of this, the lion had become very impatient. And as with most of us, when we're hungry, we become angry. When he saw the tiny rabbit coming towards him, he roared, I have waited the entire day for my meal, and they send you, this puny rabbit, your snack, let alone a meal. I shall teach the animals of the forest a lesson, and I will hunt them all. Staying calm, with a slight smile, cool and collected, the rabbit said, Oh, mighty lion, if I may speak, I was one of six rabbits the animals sent for your meal. But on the way here, another lion stopped and told us he was the new king of the forest. Your Majesty, we told him that we already had a strong and brave lion as our king, but refusing to hear us, he kept the other rabbits and sent me to inform you that you must leave the forest at once or he will find you and he will kill you. Upon hearing this, the lion became furious. Take me to this lion, he demanded of the rabbit so that he could settle the matter himself personally. The rabbit agreed and led the lion to a deep well. There, my lord, said the rabbit, he lives in that fortress, pointing to the well. The lion went to the well and looked inside, 
and he saw his own reflection, thinking it was the other lion. He roared in anger, hearing the echo of his voice and thinking it was the roar of the other lion. He jumped inside the well to attack the enemy lion, but his head crashed against the rocks as he fell into the water and drowned. Amazed at what just happened, the little rabbit rushed back to tell the other animals how he'd saved the forest, and I'm assuming they all lived happily ever after. Now, there are a multitude of layers in this fascinating story. The danger of pride the eloquence of brains over brute. But if we look deeper into the center, we find the core of every decision we make. And what is the root of our every decision? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let's find out. I'm Chad Lawson, and let's come it down in three, two, one. Emotions. Emotions are tricky things. They can be powerful motivators, pushing us to take action even when we uh, might be better off remaining calm. But as we saw with the lion, they can also cloud our judgment. They can lead us into some uh, not-so-great decisions if we're not careful. We often allow our emotions to dictate our choices without even stopping to think about whether or not they're truly the best course of action. If only, if only the lion would have paused, taken a moment and asked himself, hmm, can this be so? But alas, the lion was too proud. He was too sure of himself to think that a small, insignificant rabbit could deceive a lion. And just like that, emotions won as the logic was lost. He allowed himself to be tricked, and it cost him dearly. It's amazing how easily our emotions can cloud our judgment and lead us totally astray. But before we throw shade on emotions altogether, let's open this box just a little. What is an emotion. And how is it different from a feeling, right? Have you ever stopped to ask this? When it comes to emotions, we often think of them as impulsive and irrational reactions to things that happen to us. And yes, it's true that emotions can sometimes be overwhelming. They're actually more than just our initial gut reaction. Emotions are complicated. They involve our thoughts and how our bodies feel and how we act accordingly. And they're also influenced by things like past experiences. This is where we go through judgments and deciding, hey, I've been here before. Or maybe the people around us. You know, emotions are influenced by our settings and what we've been taught. Different things influence our emotions. For example, our past experiences right? Or the social context that we are in or the culture that we live in. This means that when we talk about emotions, we're really talking about a complex mix of psychological and physical reactions. Stick with me. Now, feelings, on the other hand, are simpler and they're less complicated than emotions. Feelings are what we feel when we experience an emotional situation. So for example, 
let's say you see a scary movie and you might feel super scared and you, you're jumpy all of a sudden. But once the movie is over and you have time to process and think about what you've seen, your emotional reaction it might be more complex. You might feel scared and jumpy for a while, but you might also feel relieved and happy that the movie is finally over. I'm personally that way. I'm not a big fan of scary movies. So while feelings are important, and they are part of the emotional experience, they're not the whole story, right? I mean, have you ever found yourself getting defensive when someone criticizes you, or maybe you're feeling anxious or on edge? Our emotions play a big role in how we perceive the world and make decisions. Now, when we feel threatened or defensive, we're more likely to see the world in a negative light, whereas more likely we are to misinterpret events as being threatening. Now, on the other hand, if we're feeling happy or content, we're more likely to see the world in a positive light. We're also more likely to take risks and be creative. Again, our surroundings and the environment. But how do we deal with the emotions that cloud our judgment? Right? We all know that feeling. We're in the middle of a situation and suddenly we feel our emotions are just getting the better of us. It's like we're on a roller coaster and our judgment just goes out the window. What do we do about it? Well, first, it's important to understand that emotions are normal. We're meant to experience emotions. They're not something to be ashamed of or to try to suppress. Our emotions, they're an important part of who we are. They help us understand. They help us react to the world around us. But the key is to not let our emotions overpower our rational thinking, especially when we're stressed. Let's go back to the lion really quick. Had the lion stopped for just a moment and had he taken a breath and then asked himself, okay, what is the bigger picture here? Now imagine this lion just pausing and just thinking, is this story really true from the rabbit? Perhaps, had he done this, he would have recognized that there was trickery at hand. So when you find yourself at a place where you're so upset that you can't even think straight and your heart is racing and your palms are sweaty and you can just feel the blood rushing to your head, you might feel like you're about to explode even. I want you to try this, okay? Number one, don't explode. <laughs> There's no point in that. Easier said than done, I know. Um, but before you do anything, I want you to try this very simple visual exercise, okay? Do me a favor. Close your eyes, if you will. And I'm going to say three words, and I want you to imagine or picture them in your mind. Okay, are you ready? If you're driving, keep your eyes open. If you're on a bike, keep your eyes open. <laughs> Feet, chest, mouth. I want you to think of those three things from the bottom up. Feet, chest, mouth. We're going to work our way up the body from the bottom up. So the very first thing that we're going to do is we're going to take these three words, feet, chest, and mouth, and we're going to apply a mantra, okay? So we're going to stop, we're going to sigh, 
we're going to smile. One of these three is really hard to do when you're upset. Feet, chest, mouth. Stop, sigh, smile. First, when you're upset, I want you to imagine that your feet are rooted to the ground. Okay? So first, stop. Realize you're safe. Realize that you are secure. No one can harm you. When you're upset, when you're wanting to just be so angry, I want you to realize, stop and understand you're safe. No one can harm you. Okay? The next part, sigh. Imagine your chest as it is expanding as you take a deep breath in and then slowly release. Feel the chest as it expands. Feel the chest as it releases. Do this a few times. I recommend at least five, if not more. But remember, stop, sigh, and the next one, smile. Finally, the mouth. Here's the tricky one. I'm going to be honest. Now, the key thing is, is that we want to try to raise the corners of your lips into a smile, even if it's just a tiny one, even if it looks like a smirk. Now, this sounds silly, but this simple act, it can actually be like a switch that's telling your brain that you are in control. Think about it. When you smile, no matter the event, you are showing confidence. You are telling your body, I'm in control. And in fact, the act of smiling has been shown to reduce stress and to actually promote feelings of happiness and well-being. There's a study, there's science to this. But not only does a tiny smile send signals to the brain that you're in control, I want you to imagine that this smile It's actually a shield. It's actually preventing you from saying something that you might regret later. Feet, chest, mouth. Stop, sigh, smile. Again, stop, sigh, smile. Feet, chest, mouth. Remember, just because something makes you upset or someone makes you upset doesn't mean that you have to react immediately. Sometimes it's best to take a step back, to breathe, and to simply wait. And when you do this, when you take a step back, when you begin to think through things, you can make decisions that are based on logic rather than emotion. Just like that rabbit, that tricky little rabbit that's so cute and fuzzy and cuddly and harmless even, our emotions, as simple as we think them to be, they can be our ruin if left unchecked. Left to their own devices, they they multiply until they've taken over every aspect of our life. Before you know it, you're at the mercy of every emotion. You're not even sure how it happened, and it all started with just one little emotion. Now, you might be thinking, "Eh, that's nonsense. There's no way our emotions can take over our lives. But just think about the last time you got angry or frustrated or sad, even. 
didn't those emotions control your actions? Didn't those emotions control your thoughts? Didn't those emotions dictate how you felt and what you did? If so, then you know firsthand how powerful our emotions can be. Next time, before you let your emotions run wild, take a step back. Remind yourself. Stop. Sigh. Smile. Is it really worth it in the long run? Is it really worth what you're about to say? Is that email that you had just written, is it really worth sending? That door you're about to close, is it really worth shutting? Stop. Sigh. Smile. It might just be the thing that keeps your inner lion from drowning. To find more episodes of Calm It Down, hear the musical playlist from today's episode, or simply wanting to know where to send chocolate chip cookies, visit CalmItDownPodcast.com. You're not alone. You are not alone. This podcast was written and produced by yours truly, Chad Lawson, composer, pianist, and nationally recognized Sweet Tooth. And now something my attorney wants me to say. The views, expressions, and techniques in this episode are of my personal opinion and is not intended to, nor should they serve as a substitute for medical advice or diagnosis rendered to you by your individual doctor or other healthcare provider. Only a licensed physician should evaluate your situation, provide a diagnosis, or render other medical advice to you, and you should only act upon the advice of such physician. Now, what I'd like to say. I am an extreme empath by nature, but my profession is that of a composer and pianist, not a licensed therapist or physician. I hear from thousands of listeners how my music has helped them through various stages of emotional needs, and I simply want to offer this in future podcasts and aiding those needs. To find a list of licensed professionals in your area, please visit CometDownPodcast.com. And finally, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review. While it takes less than 60 seconds to do, its impact will last for years to come as every little bit helps in growing the awareness and the importance of emotional health. I'm Chad Lawson, and until next time, be kind to your mind, and join me next week as we calm it down.